you're not adjust your headsets. I know that this is an Ariel Hawani. I know that's probably what you're expecting. But this is Pizzi Carroll. You might know me from the show, the world famous show. I do with Ariel Hawani, the Ringer MMA show, and of course, the great Chuck Mendenhall. You might know me from the time I spent at MMA Fighting, where I became a very well-known member of the European media through my podcast Eurobash I did with the fantastic Noel McGrath. Well, you know, nothing's really filled the void, should I say, since my days on the European scene. So we thought this would be the perfect time for me to launch The Crack with Pizzi Carroll. That's what we're calling it. You might hear Ariel say that to me on the Ringer MMA show as he's introducing me. What's the crack, Pizzi? What he's asking me. When he asked me what's the crack, as every Irish person means to ask when they ask someone what's the crack, they're asking what's the story and I'm going to give it to you. Twice a week, baby. Tuesdays, Thursdays, we're going to have a podcast up on the Ariel Hawani show feed on the likes of Spotify and Apple and we're going to use the featured interviews on the show each week on the YouTube page. You might have seen me and Chuck pop up there on Monday. We did fantastically, I think you'll all agree. Now I know what you're thinking, oh here it comes, UFC London, He's just jumping on here to try and capitalize on a huge event. And yes, okay, in part you're right. But there is so much going on in Europe, guys. Honest to God. Between Bellator, PFL, KSW, Cage Warriors, Octagon. It's all popping off over here. You got a Cage Warriors event the day before UFC London in London. It's going to be crazy. Honestly, I'm doing this with a bit of a heavy heart this week because... As I've been saying on the Ringer MMA show, this is the first UFC London event I'll have missed in a decade. Now, what I have been saying on the show is, oh, I haven't been at home for a St. Patrick's Day in nearly a decade because of these London shows. And Ariel was quick to point out to me, not in the show because he's nice like that, but he did phone me and say, you're a liar, Carol. You're a liar. You were at home in 2020 when they cancelled UFC London. Well, I'm sorry. I forgot about it. Okay, Ariel? I don't know if you know or not, but the whole country was closed down at the time. Didn't really get to enjoy the festivities, but alas, he is correct. I wanted to find someone to speak to for my debut show that could relate to this level of FOMO. And I was thinking, I was scratching my head, and I was like, "Mm, maybe this guy, maybe this guy. And then I figured, hey, why not get one of the best UK fighters of this present moment, Mr. Arnold Allen, who is facing Max Holloway on April 15th to do it with me. I've been at every single fight Arnold Allen has had as a UFC fighter in the UK. So I had to do this. He's a great guy and he's helped me have a big, big debut show with a name like him coming on to join us. So without further ado, let me introduce to you the first guest in the history of the Crack Podcast with Pete Carroll, of course, the almighty one, Arnold Allen. I am joined by one of the great active UK MMA fighters, Mr. Arnold Allen, who unfortunately won't be competing this weekend at UFC London, but obviously has a huge, huge fight coming up on April 15th against Max Holloway. You know what, Arnie? This is the first UFC London in March that I've missed since 2014. And I was just thinking, every single time you fought as a UFC fighter, I've been there. I've been on press row watching you. And I think I'm going to pretend that, like, you know, this is a protest of some sort that I'm taking because <laughs> you weren't on the card. I'm not going to show up. But yeah. I've definitely got the fear of missing out, the FOMO. How are you feeling this week? Yeah, man. This, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to not be on the, the pay-per-view, obviously, the homecoming, like the, the sort of big show in the UK. So, but, um, yeah, it's an awesome card. And I'm, 
I'm kind of excited actually because I'm going to be there as a fan. So I, I'm I'm gonna I'm excited to be able to watch my teammates and watch you know the other British guys fighting and yeah and be able to enjoy the night rather than sit and watching. I'll probably be a bit more pissed off if I didn't have a big fight coming up myself. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's nearly like you had such a hero moment against Hooker. You know, the last yeah. time out, it was wild. And then July comes, everyone's hoping. And then March comes, everyone's hoping. But I'd say it makes it even worse for you this time around because of how much time you've been spending with Renegade and, and back in the UK. Like, whereas you used to be in TriStar, I wouldn't say you could yeah. feel the buzz as much. But now you're like watching guys get ready to fight on this card, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like being part of the camp, you know, the film crews come in, film Leon, like Joe and all that and stuff. I'm just like, wow. But no, you know, it's cool. It's, it's, it's nice in a way to see them get to, get to watch them do their work and, uh, you know, fully enjoy them you know yeah yeah i, I want to know is that one of the almighty hoodies i see there because that's the one i'm gonna go for if that's the gray with the black no this is a uh, something shit company i think it's nike i <laughs> <laughs> oh, not those losers oh my god yeah yeah some small time company just wearing it as a favor <laughs> i mean i mean with all the, with all the celebrities wearing the almighty gear, i expected <laughs> you to show up wearing it you know what i mean but yeah. is We've it going well a, such a powerful presence of all these celebrities wearing it, you know. All the boys in Hollywood are wearing it. Sam Smith's got one on. Everyone's got one. <laughs> and look, you could join the cool crew if you go to almightymerch.shop as well. That's certainly what I'm <laughs> going to be doing after this. I owe you Thank one for you, this mate. big time. Cheers, um, I want to know, right, because, you know, obviously you are a front runner of this scene right now, but obviously Leon and uh, the main event against Usman, as the champion, people are going to look to him as like, you know, the shining light of, of UK MMA at the moment. Um, what what have you found out about Leon that maybe you didn't know as him, him as a fighter since you start going to Renegade? Uh, you know, he's a, he's a humble guy. You know, he's, he's um, uh, the first time I went there to train there, like I knew a couple of guys mutually uh, from TriStar, from my time with TriStar. You know, Tom Breeze, I knew him. That's a big reason I went up there. And I really like the way Leon fights. He's a southpaw, similar to myself. I like his his story, the way he fights. A lot of things I wanted to steal from that. But yeah, like he, he was helping me. He was simulating uh, Dan Hooker, and like you know, he didn't know me. There was no need for him to go out of his way to help me and and do that and give me sort of you know extra help. If he was running the classes, he'd make sure I had good training partners. And you know, when you're the new guy in the room, so everyone's like. Fuck, fuck that guy <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know he'd always come around make sure I'm working with the best guys or make sure I had like someone like tall lanky guy to work with like Dan Hooker sort of style and uh, yeah he just went out of his way to make sure you know if I didn't have a good partner he, he'd take the round and simulate him for me and uh, yeah no need for him to do that but yeah he's he's the bollocks he's the man so I, and I've as a champion, I really like it. He hasn't sold out or anything. He hasn't started talking any bullshit. It's just he's himself. I think he opened a restaurant for his mum and you know, that's well. kind of that's kind of shit I wanna do, you know, just normal down to earth guy. No uh bullshit, trains hard, fights good, you know, doesn't talk much, just does the business. You're a like-minded man, as you say. Like I, I personally love the fact that you guys have, have formed this kind of alliance because I think for a long time, I was saying like, you know, 
so much of the traction for fighters comes from, you know, the trash talking and stuff like that. And you guys just aren't that. But I'm glad yeah. that has become a popular thing now. People got people are looking at you guys like these are the real ambassadors. These are the real role models. So I think it's great to see. But, yeah. you know, having having been around greatness your whole career, dude, like, you know, Troy Star, you and GSP, mm-hmm. you know, all of the great guys are chained over there. Like, just how good is he? Can you look at, like, I know it's very hard to compare, but when you see what Leon does, like, do you think the, the rain can be a long one? And I know saying that is, is, is difficult because there's so many killers at welterweight as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. Um, you know, sometimes, cause obviously he's two weights above me, right? You spar with a guy and you're like, uh, you know, he's just, he's just bigger. Like he's just <laughs> bigger, but no, nah, like, no, nah, it's not that he's just bigger. It's, it's the skill set. I, I can feel he's, obviously taking the power down he's obviously not using the strength and stuff like that where you can feel like the skill level you can see the techniques and oh, oh yeah shit if, if we're the same size i'll be in trouble here but <laughs> no nah, he's very very skilled like great technician and um a great athlete as well but yeah before the uzman fight the the second one where, where he scored the head kick knockout everyone was asking me like what do you think can he win it i was like yeah he is gonna win it. like he is gonna win it and everyone's like, ah, you're just saying that. You're just saying that. Like, no, I'm like, no, he's going to win. I've seen him training and I, I believe he's going to go out there and win it. And uh, the first round kind of went exactly how I thought because he, he was working that sort of stuff in the gym and takedowns, that sort of back control. So he scored the takedown. He got the back control. I was like, yeah, I've watched this in training. He's been doing this for weeks. But uh, I don't think he saw, uh, I don't think he respected the altitude sort of thing as much as he yeah. should have. And, uh, I remember him talking about it in the gym. So, uh, and I was like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you might want to get over there. But, um, you know, he got the win and uh, now fighting home soil, no no altitude, all that stuff. So I think uh, it'll be much more of the first round, much more dominant than it was last time, obviously. I think what they've got going on there in Renegade is really special. For the last, last couple of years, I've kind of been saying, like, this is one of the the best gyms in Europe. And obviously they've got Hardly and Joy. I think yeah. that's all three of them, right? For on this card, the three guys, right? Yeah, for anyone yeah. else? But what's the buzz like uh, with all them preparing? That's good, man. It's good spe- anytime I've experienced it a few times. Anytime you're in a camp and you have a world champion prepping like to main like to headline that card, it's a it's a good energy. Like everyone raises their level. You know, everyone wants to everyone wants to help that guy more. Everyone's a bit more excited. There's more. Uh, there's more of a media presence around, so everyone wants to be there. Even the stragglers will turn up because the cameras are in. I don't even know when the cameras are in, but these guys seem to know. And uh, yeah, it just it just like, lifts the energy a little bit more. You know, there's a bit more excitement, a bit more from like, even the the random guys that ain't even training to show up. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be wondering myself. You know, but. Uh... <laughs> It's um I was watching back all your fights um before because I knew we were obviously going to be speaking today. And obviously you grow as a fighter over the years. Everybody knows that. But the difference in everything about like your presence, everything, if you go from the Meza fight, which I think was your first as a as a UFC fighter in London, to the hooker yeah. fight, it, it's so different. Like and I, I you know, you've had the Rinaldi fight, Mads Burnell, Macwan Amarkani, such a story mm. career for you in London. Um, I see now that um, Jack Shore is moving up to featherweight and yeah. the opponent is Macwan Amarkani. And look, he's a heavy favorite going in. I know Jack's well able. Uh, Macwan's a favorite. No, no, Jack, uh, oh, Jack, Jack is, is the favorite. 
But yeah. I know how grueling of a of a featherweight Macwan can be. And you had a very you had a like a hotly yeah. contested fight with him back in the day. Hmm. What kind of advice would you give Jack Shaw going into that fight? Uh, I th- the thing with Macwan, I have nothing uh, personal with him, but he's very um, he's very excitable. Like he wants to get out of there quick. Like you know, he wants to he wants to get out of the cage as soon as he can. Like, you know, you, you see these fights, he sprints across, fr- flying the takedown, like uh, anaconda attempt. He just wants to get in, get out, go home. Like he doesn't, uh, maybe I don't know the psychology, but it feels like he doesn't necessarily want to be in there. You know, like you know, some guys sort of, it'd be like the fifth round, they're picking a poke and they're enjoying it. They're comfy. He's got that sort of big burst of adrenaline. So that first round, he's got like a lot of energy. He wants to take you out. He wants to get out. And uh, that that sort of anxiety, that adrenaline, it sort of slows him down towards the later round. So I think for Jack, it's just probably going to be weathering that storm and, you know, just making it a slower fight, dragging him out a little bit, expecting that that big rush of energy in the first minute, first couple of minutes. And uh, then after that, sort of just fading him. It will just sort of fade after that when that, that sort of excitement dies down, you know. They always sort yeah. of sprints across with a flying knee and uh, tries to take you out immediately. I mean, he did it in our fights. I watched him do it, I think, the three fights before. And I was like, for sure, he's, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. And then I was like, oh, here he comes. <laughs> yeah. He's always hanging out for that Darce as well. He has lovely Darce yeah. jokes and things like that with his long limbs. But yeah, yeah. it's is, is Laurent Murphy the new Arnold Allen in terms of he's doing great work at featherweight, but I don't yeah. see a lot of fanfare. I don't see a lot of people getting excited about him. Obviously he was meant to fight Nathaniel Wood here, but he's put yeah. together like nice wins. He's, he's undefeated in the UFC. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like he's floating under the radar a bit. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, he, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be floating under the radar because he's a you know, very ex- exciting prospect. You know, if he's going to do big things, but, um, Ah, yeah, I was gutted when they announced that Nathaniel Wood fight. I didn't yeah. want to. I'm kind. Not that I'm glad he got injured, but I'm, you know, it's good the fight's not happening. I feel you know. It's, you don't want UK prospects it. fighting each other. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what's the? I get it's not a Team UK thing. It's UFC. It's not yeah. Team UK. It's you know whatever. But I wanted to see like the him versus someone uh, like a high ranked American or like European guy or something. You know. Not British guy. Absolutely. Another one I was going to ask you about, and I don't know if you know much about this guy, but I was just considering the way you went from the Omer fight on short notice, and then you went in against um, Meza, um, Hmm. like a huge experience golf against Meza and everything. Like it was a wild time when you were taken off. I see Christian Leroy Duncan on this card. It's his complete UFC debut. Like it's, yeah. and he's been a destroyer for Cage Warriors. He looks unbelievable. But to deal mm. with that crowd, if you haven't had that before, like, is that hard to get used to? Like this raucous energy. I mean, did you find that difficult to get used to? Uh, no, I'm not. See, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really one of the guys that like plays the crowd. I'm not. You know. I mean, I, I, I don't. I don't believe you after seeing that hooker fight. To be honest, that was so <laughs> wild. I mean, come on. Man. But it's just like you know, some guys they feed off it. They're like. If there's no, you know, like when they had the fights at the Apex, there's no crowd. They're like, they change the way they perform. They're a bit like, oh, a bit low energy. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. Gonna go out and fight, whatever. It doesn't make a difference. But um, it kind of makes it all feel worth it. When you get that first sort of, you come out and there's, there's more than a couple of hundred people in a little room somewhere. There's a few thousand in the arena and you're like, 
yeah, yeah, this is this is this is the shit. This is where we're meant to be, you know, like uh, the hard works that were coming together. Like you're in the right place, right time, sort of shit. So it, it makes it all feel better, more like you're getting somewhere. Do you have uh, any other fight? Like, is there a fight outside of the main event? I mean, everybody's looking forward to the main event. Yeah. And I know everyone's looking forward to the co-main with Gaethje and Fazayev. But do you have a UK fight that you're particularly looking forward to on this card? Is there yeah, someone like um, Makayev, Joanne Wood, someone like this that might, you might be looking closely at? Um, uh, Jai Herbert. Jai Herbert, 100%. This, uh, for the last, including this camp, for the last three camps, um, yeah, Dan Hooker, Calvin Cater, now Max Holloway, he's been one of my main sparring partners. You know, I've done an unlimited amount of rounds. I can't remember how many rounds we've done with him, but he's he's a dangerous striker, you know. He's a, oh, wow. he's a sharp motherfucker. So if you if you turn up slipping, he's gonna he's gonna take you out. So I'm excited for him to perform. And obviously being on the on the card of Leon's fight and then out of the camp of Leon, like Leon gets all the attention, obviously, rightfully so. He's the champion, but seeing the work he puts in, seeing the level firsthand, like he is, I want to see him put on a on a big performance, and definitely know he's capable of doing big things. He had probably one of the roughest runs in the UFC the first few fights, you know, like opponent wise, like Trinaldo, I mean, like no one. Yeah, Moicano after Trinaldo as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. Deporia, the guys fought. Camel Wordy, all of his fights have been really difficult. And I feel like a yeah. lot of fans don't realize, they don't look at this and say, look at the quality, the caliber yeah. of dudes he's faced. Same happened to Mason Jones and he's already gone. Yeah. But I mean, Joy's still hanging in there. Absolutely. And he, he like, having sparred with him, worked with him, like like I say, I've done so many rounds with him and he's fighting the Southpaw, so yeah, helps each other. But um, yeah, he's, He's up there. He's like top stock, you know. Like he, he's improving as well. He's took those losses and he's gone back to the drawing board. He's never been deterred. He's come back, fixed the problems, got better, and real fighter, like a proper old school fighter, you know. Like no deterring him. Goes back to the drawing board, fixes the issues, gets better, and uh, straight back to it, you know. So uh, he's the guy I'm most excited for. Well, like you know, you said earlier about you know you having the hot takes, the the predictions when it comes to Leon the last time, the second time out. And I just want to say for the record, Arnie, I also predicted the Leon Edwards win that time, right. and of course everybody passes it off. They forget about it now, but I was laughed at. People are laughing at me <laughs> all over the internet, and suddenly, of course, I was right. But tell me, what way do you see this one going? And I think it's a very different fight. I think a lot has changed, right now. Leon, Leon is like a hero. Where he was very under the yeah. radar in Salt Lake City. This guy is like, we had people calling in our show, the Ringer MA show, crying, like emotional, like very emotional <laughs> after the Salt Lake City show. So I think he's right. taken on a whole new meaning and that's changed the dynamic somewhat. But what way do you yeah. see this one going? With, with obviously like people, you know, you know, when you see the guys, they're sort of down the ranks a little bit, you know, they, they have a, they win a couple, they lose one, they win a couple, maybe they lose one. They lose one, and maybe they get stopped or whatever. Their, their confidence doesn't get knocked. They get back to it. They go to it. Someone like Usman, he's so dominant. He was so dangerous, so dominant for so long. I, I don't know. Did, I can't remember. Did he lose any rounds for a while? Maybe the Colby fight. It was close rounds, but yeah, he was never really in trouble. Never really hurt. I know he got sat down by uh, Gilbert Burns with a jab, but like you know, it was a flash knockdown. It was whatever. Then to get taken out of the way he did against uh, Leon, it's got to really take your confidence away. You know, he was he was the king, like he was untouchable, untouchable for a long time, and then you go and get put out cold. 
it's got to, it's got to take your confidence away. It's got to make you you second guess yourself. And uh, I'm sure he doesn't lose many rounds in the gym either, like inspiring. Yeah. Right? And, uh, I can't imagine too many people taking rounds off him. So now you got the guy Leon knocked him out cold with a head kick after three dominant rounds. Obviously, he lost the first one. First guy to score a clean takedown and get back control against him as well. So there's that factor. And I think without the altitude, I think he's able to do that for five rounds. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I don't think he appreciated the altitude as much as he should have, but uh, that's not a factor now. So there's that. And uh, yeah, I think Leon, he's got the mental edge and I think he's going to have a, a big skill gap as well. I think you're going to see that the striking, he's striking his levels above. You know, he's a smooth striker. He's not, he's not a wrestler turned striker. He's a, born strike you know he's got that clean clean stand up very smooth he can move off he can pick you apart he can switch stance so just yeah he's going to be too clinical for him I think you think he stops him? Leon that is <laughs> 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 do you think he can stop him again? yeah 100% I think he's got the I've seen him stop guys in the gym with the same combination oh my god uh, he's uh you know I believe he's that like I said when I've spiraled with him he's being nice to me as well and I'm of some of the shots I hit my arms I'm thinking oh fuck <laughs> keep, keep my hands up there you know and uh, but it's just the speed of the technique and he's he's very accurate he's very dangerous always the short elbow I remember he dropped a gun and else and just a small elbow off the break oh, lovely there. yeah beautiful and and just those little details it's that that high level striking that, that I don't think Usman has he's it's just you know it's a different level of striking when you when you have a wrestler turned striker versus a striker who's a born and bred striker you know yeah I got it like I don't want me to get soppy with you I know you're a tough guy you're a hard man Arnie but I mean <laughs> would this be would this be motivational for you to sit there and, and watch Leon do this having spent so much time in that gym I mean do you take things from that like when, when you see something like this a guy from the same neck of the woods doing so well yeah uh, 100% like uh, when I watched the when I watched the uh, the knockout his, his last one I was screaming at the TV at like five in the morning, going nuts. But um, oh, that's great to, to see someone. Someone, someone compared me to Leon actually before he was the champion as an insult. He said, <laughs> uh, "He said Arnold Allen's becoming the new Leon Edwards." I think it was you know slow progression, like a winning streak, not making any noise. Uh, you know, gaps between fights, all that shit. I was like, "Man, like that's the nicest thing you could say." That you know, he's the world champion. Like, who gives a shit? Like whatever route it takes, like whatever I have to wait six months for two fights, he's the champion. So say what you want. That's uh, that's the path I'm happy. If I, if that's the comparison, I'm happy with that. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you think he, he is the the best fighter the UK has ever produced? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I think so. You know, um, it's close, right? Yeah. There's been a lot of great fighters and and uh, like a guys who should have maybe like from different eras that could have fought to a certain level. But, you know, even with Bisping, obviously a legend, I just think, yeah. you know, to do it the way Leon did, it was pretty damn special. Like Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, no one, I don't think no one had him picked, you know, like maybe me and you, that's it. Yeah. Just me and you. <laughs> Let's be yeah, honest. Give ourselves the old Barry H. That's but, it. um, I guess one last question I have for you, Arnie, March next year, they do it all the time this London card. <laughs> Do you believe that you will be a UFC champion by the next time the UFC comes into town in March for St. Patrick's week? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I mean, if I get the fights, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I believe, I believe so. There was a, uh, it was always in this sort of timeline that I had written down in my plans. So I have to check the notes, but um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that is, is it was all running to schedule. So got about a year left on that schedule, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, I believe so, 100. I don't know if I'll be defending my belt in London next year, but uh, that timeline should work. Well, look, man, I look forward to it. And thank you so much for joining me today. I'm loving everything you're doing. Keep on Thanks, sticking mate. to the man, Arnie. You're, you're the people's <laughs> champ. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks, all the best. And best of luck Anytime. in April. Cheers. Well, how good was that, man? What a legend. Arnold Allen. My God. I mean, it's pretty big time, you know? Coming back so long off, kind of booking guests, etc. And I just knock it out of the park. All thanks to my boy, Arnie, though, in fairness. Man, I'm pumped for that Holloway fight. I don't know, man. He just, he looks so good against Hooker. The Cater fight, right? Obviously, we wanted to see more of that. But, you know, the guy looked great too in that fight. I mean, it's just so cool. And I really only thought about it when he was saying it there. Him and Leon, these were dudes who were kind of floating under the radar for so long. And here they are leading the line. Like, imagine what happens in the UK. Leon holds a belt. Arnold wins against Holloway. And then he's writing that kind of title mix too. Imagine two UK champions at an event like that in March of next year. Holy shit, man, that'd be crazy. I'm really looking forward to this fight card though, honest to God. And and he makes a great point about Joy Herbert. Anyone who listened to the Bash or Euro Bash that I did with Noel will know we were huge fans of his. But like, look at the assignment he gets again. Ludovic Klein, that is going to be a banger. Oh my God, that is such a good fight. Like, I mean, everything is really quality on this Gaethje and Fazayev. Edwards, Usman, the return of Gunnar Nelson against Brian Barberina. I, I don't know about why that fight. It's strange to me. Barberina is just such a tough puzzle to solve. He's so gritty. He has so much attrition. Jennifer Moya, Casey O'Neill. That's a huge fight for O'Neill. Big favorite, but great to put herself over in front of the UK fans to Scott. Vittori and Delidze. I like Delidze in that fight. He's a big underdog too, but it's looked so good. Did not expect him to look that good against Hermanson. Jack Shaw against Maguire and Mercani. That's a tough first assignment at featherweight as a UFC featherweight for Jack Shaw. I do like it though. Chris Duncan, Omar Morales, Sam Patterson. Mikhaev back in action against Philo. Lerone Murphy, who, you know, is kind of taking the Arnold and Leon role now. Christian Leroy Duncan has looked so good in Cage Warriors, dude. So good. I got to see him fight live. I went with Jason from MMA on point. I think it was the Will Curry fight in 21. We went to see. I'm not too sure. I can't remember exactly. Jake Hadley, been a big fan of him for a long time. He terrifies me. And Joanne Wood, amazing. Veronica Hardy, partner of Dan Hardy. A lot of people going specifically to see Veronica's fight. But my word, this is a great, great card. I hope you're all buzzing. I really, really am. And I'm buzzing to get this, you know, started as well. This is something we've been talking about for months, if not years. Ariel kept on giving me the boot in the air saying, come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? And honestly, I was looking around. I was talking to lots of people, but this is the crew. Keep it in the family. TST is producing this and everything. He's like our Dr. Dre, for Christ's sake. Really buzzing to get going. I'm going to be back to you guys on Thursday. I haven't got the, the guest booked yet, but I'm going to try and keep it intensive on uh, UFC London. I might try and look to speak to someone from Leon's camp, you know, because it's just such a big buzz over there at the moment. It's, it's going to be it's going to be a crazy weekend. Everyone's probably going over to check out the Cage Warriors fight as well. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. you got to get tickets for Cage Warriors if you go. If you're in London just for them fights, you got to go to see Cage Warriors. Like, how many of these guys came from the Cage Warriors roster. Leon didn't, in fairness to him. Jack Shaw certainly did. 
pretty sure Chris Duncan did. Laurel Murphy and Mikhaev didn't. Christian Leroy Duncan did. Jake Hadley did. Joy Herbert did. Pretty special. Pretty special. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for the first episode of The Crack. Episode 2, just a couple of days away, so don't fret. You can join us on the Ringer MMA show Thursday as well. Later on that day, on with the, the legends, Ariel and Chuck. Man, I cannot wait for this fight. Enjoy yourselves. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Lots of love. Thank you.